GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, January 20th, 2022. Have you been paying attention to this news? Coindesk getting sold. Well, it looks as though there's a couple of people that want to buy it. First is the Chinese crypto news site Marsbit, and they're putting up a potential bid. The investors in Marsbit include Binance, Huobi, OKX, and it is owned by Wang Feng. Cardano founder Charles Hoskinson is also expressing interest in buying Coindesk. He said on YouTube that the current asking price for Coindesk is around $200 million. Now, I don't know if Charles Hoskinson has that kind of money, but... Damn, remember, just yesterday I told you that DCG bought Coindesk in 2016 for only 500 k But speaking of money, let's just take a look at those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at... $21,044, up 1.2% in 24. Ethereum's at $1,553, up 1.8. Tether's number three. Binance is number four at 287, down a half percent. And USDC is number five, rounding off the top 10. We have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Doge, and Matic. The total market cap is sitting at $980 billion even. A BTC dominance of 41.4 and an F dominance of 19.4. But we also have some interesting price movement for a coin that should be just non-existent but this is the crypto space anything can happen and that's why ftt ftx's coin jumped around 32 percent and since it's all-time low on december 30th it's up around 165 percent currently is trading at two dollars and 37 cents up from its all-time low on december 30th of 82 cents why are people aping into ftt well it looks as though the ceo john j ray the third reiterated that he's thinking about relaunching the exchange. Now, is that a good idea? Will they have trust? Will people use it? Probably. Probably. But as Tim Copeland posted on Twitter, crypto traders in 2026, so I just got rugged by FTX too. How did I not see that coming? <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. Moving into the headlines today, the top headline, of course, is going to be Genesis because they announced that they're filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And that happened late last night. It has more than $150 million cash in hand, which is not enough to pay back anybody, but they say they have enough liquidity to fund operations during the restructuring process. Cameron Winklevoss and Gemini obviously are owed the most money. I'll tell you who owes what in a minute, because it's all public now since they filed for bankruptcy. But he tweeted this. Earn update. This evening, Genesis Global filed for bankruptcy under Chapter 11. This is a crucial step towards being able to recover your assets. 
While we've been working around the clock to negotiate acceptable solutions, Barry Silver and DCG continue to refuse to offer creditors a fair deal. The good news is, is that by seeking protection of the bankruptcy court, Genesis will be subject to judicial oversight. It will be required to provide discovery and let everybody know how it got to this point. Crucially, the decision to put Genesis into bankruptcy does not insulate Barry or DCG and any other wrongdoers from accountability. We have been preparing to take direct legal action against Barry, DCG, and others who share responsibility for the fraud that caused the harm of 340,000 earned users and others due by Genesis and its accomplices. Unless Barry and DCG come to their senses and make a fair offer to the creditors, we will be filing a lawsuit against Barry and DCG imminently. Meanwhile, we'll use every tool available to us in the bankruptcy court to maximize recovery for earned users and any other parties within the bankruptcy court's jurisdiction. We also believe that in addition to owing creditors all of their money back, Genesis, DCG, and Barry owe them an explanation. Bankruptcy court provides a much-needed forum to let that happen. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Ooh, shots fired. This marks the important milestone in our efforts to help earn users get their assets back. Doing so remains our highest priority. And again, that was a tweet from Cameron Rinkovoss. So who are the 50 largest creditors? Well, I'm not going to go through all of them, but obviously we know that Gemini is the largest with $765.9 million unclaimed, sitting there, unaccessible. Marana Corp is owed $151.5 million. Moon Alpha Financial Services <laughs> is $150 million. Coin Incident Capital International, $112 million. And the list goes on and on. Again, link is in the show notes if you want to see all of the creditors and who is owed what. These are the top 50 creditors that are filed with the bankruptcy proceeding. The Ethereum Shanghai update. Well, it's an update to the Ethereum network that promises a way to deliver $25 billion worth of F that has been pledged to the staking program. So when is that going to happen? Well, that's the problem. The Ethereum core devs can't agree when the update should be implemented. Okay, so let's just do some history. Let's do some math together. December 2020, users were able to stake their ETH and earn rewards. It was something like 4%. It wasn't a big deal back in December. I mean, the price of ETH was like $130. So 32 ETH to stake was like $4,160. However, if you guys remember, a bull run happened. The price of ETH shot up to $4,900. That's around $156,000 just sitting there. You can't get it. I mean, imagine that, just sitting there waiting for this Shanghai update to come out so you can have your F back that was once worth $156,000. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, even today, that 32F is 50K. And the market is shaky at best. So I can tell you that anybody, unless they're rolling in dough and they really don't care, anybody who staked this F for the greater good probably wants to see that F back in their wallet or maybe wants to see a little bit of gains coming from that. I mean, to be honest, that's why I didn't stake. I was like, why would I earn 4% when we could be walking into a bull and we could see all-time highs for Ethereum? Back then, I was thinking $1,500, $2,000 Ethereum. 
But when you saw $4,900 Ethereum, whoo, 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 and you can't access it, I can tell you, people are probably stressing out. Ransomware attacks are down a little over 40.5%, according to a new report from Chainalysis. The report released yesterday says that ransomware attackers extorted at least $456.8 million in funds in 2022. But that's compared to $765.6 million in 2021. Chain Analysis says that doesn't mean attacks are down. They said actually the decline is more so probably because the victims of the attacks don't want to pay. They're just like, I'm not paying you. Take the data. Shut down the computers. I'll buy a new computer. I'm not paying you. <laughs> so when these people take this money, they get this ransomware, they get these Bitcoin, Ethereum, or whatever they're transferring over, where does it go? Well, most of the funds go to mainstream exchanges. In 2021, 39.3% of those stolen funds went to mainstream exchanges, and that's up now in 2022 to 48.3%. And how are those funds getting there? Well, they're going through mixing services. That increased from 11.6% up to 15%. Chainalysis says that the actual totals of ransomware is probably much higher because, you know, they just can't find it all. However, because of this sample size, because of this research, it looks as though ransomware in general, the ransomware being paid, the amount being paid is down significantly. Nexo, they are settling with the SEC and they agreed to pay $22.5 million in penalty and an additional $22.5 million to settle with state regulators. This is because their crypto lend program called Earn Interest was an unregistered security. The director of the SEC's Division of Enforcement said this, we are not concerned with the labels put on the offerings, and he's referring to Earn Interest. However, they're concerned with the economic realities. The director continued to say, if you're offering or selling projects that constitute securities under a well-established law and legal precedent, then no matter what you call those products, you're subject to those laws and we expect compliance. Again, my prediction for 23, we're not going to see much legislation come through, but this right here is setting precedent. So if anybody is doing the same thing that Nexo is doing, you better stop because they're going to come get you. You're going to pay a fine. And they're going to shut you down. And finally, Robinhood is finally entering the software wallet game. The company today launched the Robinhood wallet. It's a smartphone app that allows users to swap and transfer crypto and also view your NFTs. This app is being rolled out to over a million users on the wait list, but it's doing it slowly. It's only offering it to iOS users. Android support will come later this year. The Robinhood wallet uses Polygon and they just added support for Ethereum. Now you're probably saying, well, they have a crypto wallet. Well, this is a little different because their original wallet was just allowed to transfer funds and on and off the platform. So it was basically, hey, you could just transfer them out. It wasn't really a wallet. This wallet is acting more like a MetaMask or a Phantom wallet. So once I get my hands on it, I'm going to check it out. If you check it out, please email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes. Tell me what you think of it. Oh, by the way, speaking of wallets, One Inch, they're expanding their ecosystem of products and they're going to launch their own multi-coin hardware wallet. The one-inch hardware wallet will be roughly the size of a bank card, weighing around 70 grams and 4 millimeters thick. It's going to set you back around $179 to $199. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for our long-form GM podcast with Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts and the Decrypt editorial team. And of course, an amazing guest. 
Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us five stars, and an amazing comment. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.